So we had to pay a thousand two hundred US dollars to legally certify that document that says this company owes us two hundred five thousand dollars. What would you do if you were also two hundred thousand dollars in debt? This is your daily catch up. Boom. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, guys, so continuing our series, you know, we spoke to many ministers and of course, we want to continue that series today. So we're speaking to not one, but two ministers today from the Ministry of Funny. Hey, 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 what's up, man? What is the best intro <laughs> ever? <laughs> For those who may surprisingly not be familiar with you guys, how about a quick introduction? How do you guys meet Ministry of Funny? What yeah. do you guys do? Terrence and I met in university uh, and we were studying abroad. He was two years ahead of me. We didn't really hang out much during school. We were both in uh, Club Singapore. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, whole Singapore flag. Um, then when he... When grad- studying abroad is like that, huh? You got yeah, to find yeah, your tribe. It's yeah. all Singaporeans. Singaporeans yeah. tend to like, we, we gravitate to each, towards each yeah. other. You yeah. know, the accent, you the food. You hear from afar, you start running. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, whoa, who's that? Yeah. Then like National Day, got like National Day party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Party, correct. Yeah, chicken yeah, rice yeah, party. Yeah, all, uh, oh, chicken rice party. The best kind of party, bro. Then we met up at friends' weddings around 2011. Then we would always just come and uh, together and say, hey, you know, what happened to local TV? Because uh? if you grew up in the 90s, TV was like solid, like, you know. Then mm. 20, 2000s didn't feel as vibrant. Then there was this thing called YouTube that was coming up. Then one night, 2011, he got us, uh, me and a group of friends, to just film our first YouTube video. Oh. Yeah. That was the first time we filmed. Uh, he filmed it. Like camcorder. And shit, like camcorder. Like, no, no, really camcorder. Really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I wanted... We used tape. Uh. Last time we used oh, tape. Okay. And I, I wanted to be behind the camera, but I couldn't find anyone who was like willing to put themselves in front of the camera. Uh. Yeah. Like, like idiot. Then this guy, I was just looking through... <laughs> Facebook, suddenly there was this guy, a friend of mine, right, obviously, who was traveling solo in France and then mm. like making videos about pigeons on the street pooping and things like that. And that, that person was Harish. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, hey, this guy doesn't mind being an idiot in front of me. Let's do no, something. And there was a the reason why I was doing that also. Because a, a girl who I was damn into just ghosted me. So I wanted to show her that I was living my best life. Okay. When in reality, I was taking videos of p- pigeons and dog poo and editing it by myself on the train, on the phone to put it on Facebook. And that's how he saw, yeah, yeah. I found my idiot. Yeah. I found my idiot who has no dignity. So when we met... So when you were trying to be cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to be cool, yeah, but yeah, I was then sad. I found my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> then we had one viral video in 2014. The first video that people really actually gave a shit about. Like, in November, when I swam in Takashimaya Fountain, that was the first gig we got. Like. Like a branded gig for a huh? government client. So oh, they, pay, they pay you to go in bed. Yeah, it was a branded bra- branded gig. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't the video. What on earth is the context? Huh? No, the context was to make a video to get people to care about Singapore sports. So <laughs> our idea was no one cares in Singapore about sports to the extent that you can be sporty and do the most extreme sports in public and no one will care. 
And really, no one cared. Like, there was <laughs> someone eating like mee pok at the food court. I went to play ping pong like at him, no. <laughs> and he just carried on eating. I remember when the client watched it, they're like, what the f*** is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then we were like, okay, uh, just trust us, just trust us. But and you then, got permission to swim in the ah, So we always make it a point to see whether they need permit or not. Yeah. So yeah. turns out that that body of water, I don't know whether it's still the same, but all it said was this uh, is under 24-hour camera surveillance. Mm-hmm. There was no sign that said do not jump in. <laughs> and, and we did see, we did see like yeah. the, the cleaner uncle, they will take water from the fountain and pour back in. And also we're like, okay, yeah. like, you know, there's, yeah. there's, it's, it's not clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no rule. There were good times. Yeah, good times. Those were the days. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know where the people have swam yeah. in it since then. But that, then yeah. we built from there. La. Then yeah. it was YouTube. Then we started doing TV. Then uh, our own TV series. Then podcast. And then now just every format possible. So yeah. speaking of TV, for, mm. for those of you who don't know, um, the Ministry of Pani had been making news recently because of um, something that you guys have recently shared on the podcast as well as the, the Rice Media article mm. which was that um, you guys are now finding yourselves in over $200,000 in debt um, mm. particularly because of Hook uh, a platform that you guys made a series for yeah. um, after they went into liquidation how, how are you guys now? Like, well, or rather the- take us through the process first mm. Mm. so what happened? Yeah. You know we started producing TV shows uh, not, and we were involved in like HBO Asia's first comedy, yep. you know, uh, I think that was 2017. Mm. But we involved uh, more tangentially as like uh, associate producers and then Harish actually was the lead actor. And this was all, imagine like you were doing YouTube videos, you're jumping the Taka Fountain, then suddenly HBO executives calling you. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. So we were like, wow, this is f- Awesome, oh, man. so they called you guys. You're they reached out. Yeah. Wow. Picture, that was yeah. for the HBO one in 2016. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it was sent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super done his research. Yeah. The fact that you know the <laughs> yeah. show is crazy. But uh, yeah, then that was the start of us for our journey. We were like, okay, let's let's do this. We want to do this. Pitch a show, you know, try and get uh, something funded and put together something that no Singaporean production company has ever done. Uh, then that opportunity came along, I think in 2018, mm. right? When Hook, which is a platform that was backed by Singtel, Warner Brothers, Sony, um, they said, okay, we're looking for local filmmakers in across Asia to pitch something and we'll produce a pilot and then we'll see which is the best pilot then we'll commission a full series. Uh. And then we pitched the idea called uh, She's a Terrorist and I Love Her. Mm. Uh, you know, just from the title, you know that it's a, it's a, it'll be quite controversial. It's a, it's a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rom-com about a guy who falls in love with a terrorist. Uh, you know, yeah. um, so we pitched, went up against every other Asian country. Um, you know, we down, went down to the final five, five finalists. We produced a pilot and put it out there and yeah, eventually we won the competition which yeah. was the, the big shock for us. Like, you know, like from YouTube to like producing TV mm. and now we're going to do our own full series. Not, just for local audiences, but for regional audiences. April 2019, we got the call that we won. Uh, and then the whole negotiation process started. La. So, uh, it was a super compressed timeline where we the initial goal was to deliver all eight episodes by October, la, which is in like six months, which right. for production standards is damn tight, la, right? Yeah. So, that was in parallel with the contract ne- negotiations. And because it was a competition, we knew that, okay, the IP wouldn't be ours. Mm. Uh, and that was in, in the terms. La. Then when it came to like the payment schedule, it was not the friendliest to production houses. We were sitting at the 313 food court uh, and it's near the Singtel building. La. Then we literally said, okay, this is not a deal that, that makes the most sense. There's some payment up front. It's Singtel. Hook will never disappear. Like literally, we pointed at the Singtel uh, building. We're like, okay, Ken, 
So right there, if you missed Denise, uh, sorry, she's still not back yet. But you can still like, share, and subscribe, and uh, comment down below. Uh, something again, lah. Something, something. Team yeah, Denise something. or Team Dan? Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to uh, leave in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the episode. I mean, creatively, the process was great because there was almost no censorship. If you watch the show, there's one character who works in a sex shop, mm-hmm. uh, and like dildos, sex dolls everywhere. Noah Yap's character. Yeah, Noah Yap's character. Yeah, right. And initially, when we wrote it, it was meant to be in a mobile phone shop. <laughs> but the notes that we got from the network was okay mobile phone shop very Singaporean let's put it in a sex shop we're like you sure or not we're like yeah put it in a sex shop so we had to do everything in parallel scripting contractual negotiations pre-production and it was insane so when you say we it's just the two of you no then we assembled the team, oh, team. Okay, so we got the producer AD uh, a second AD then slowly I think at most on set plus background actors we were like 80 people for certain, oh, for oh certain days goodness. yeah okay, okay. yeah. and those were you own, you had to hire them. Yeah, Free- all freelancers. freelancers. So freelancers. these guys are paid by you, not yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Correct, correct. Yeah, so we get the budget from the network and then uh, depending on the length of engagement, they invoice us and we pay them. Then we managed to push back the deadline of delivery to January 2020. So September to October, it was just intense. Because mm. Darren's and I led the writer's room and we wrote seven out of eight episodes. He was directing and I was the lead actor. Then by January, we delivered it. Mm. Yeah, then January 21st, there was a launch event. And the message we got from Hook at that point in time, like the leadership was like, this is the first of 100 originals we're going to make uh, in 2020. Mm. They were like, wow, even the launch event was, was quite epic. La. I mean, mm. we never had a launch event for anything. We're like, oh, shit. Just upload Yeah, that's why our launch event is like, uh, click. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just wait for the first comment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this is why we had a launch event. They built like a terrorist escape room. Escape room. Yeah. They sold, they sent some stuff like for the, for the influencers who came. So that was January lah. Then, then what mm. happened, Terence? Then, so that was all the positive buzz lah. Yeah. Then, but I remember that point was like early 2020. There was like a little, oh, what is this? There's this little disease that's coming from China and spreading throughout the world. Mm. They, they, they're not very sure what it's called, some kind of flu thing. Then, but the show was already up already. And then one afternoon, we were like, okay, um, you know, let's start talking to them about season two, potentially. Sounded exactly this. We're like, hey, you know, the show's doing quite well. Let's talk about season two. 26th March, we met them already and met them to talk about season two. And 27th March, suddenly, uh, friends started to ping us and like, hey guys, you know the network hook that you're working with? It's liquidating. Oh my God. Like, what? What? Can't be right. Like, the literally. Ad- and mm. so you start Googling and then you start to see the news just pa, 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 all coming out. And then, uh, yeah, my, my, basically my ball shrink at that moment. So yeah. my balls didn't shrink because <laughs> I, I didn't know that in a liquidation process, whatever you sign on a contract, right, doesn't f***ing matter. Yeah. Like I told Terrence, hey, but okay, liquidate, they're going to pay us. Uh. Then he had to like, hey, then, then my balls shrink. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so then we're like, oh shit. When were you due to get paid? When were you expecting a lump sum to come in? So the way they structured the payment was the final 40% was going to be broken up into two tranches of 20%. And the first one, we could only invoice when the final episode went live, which mm. was end of February. And mm. the final 20% was four months after that. Yeah. And most most freelancers work on a 30 to 45 day invoicing <laughs> schedule. So uh, we also knew that, okay, we have to pay them. We can't expect them to wait for four months. Mm. So that's where we had to take some loans to, to pay them off first. Mm. Then, of course, we look, what can you do as a, as a liquidation, uh, as someone who's affected by liquidation? Mm. So this is what I had to learn also. In, when a company liquidates, there's a, there's a list of creditors that they need to pay back or they owe money to, right? 
there are secured creditors, which are like banks and investors and all. Then there's unsecured creditors. And we fell under unsecured creditors. But then we also found out another twist that the contracts we signed was with Hook Mauritius, which we knew. But Hook Mauritius is a, was a subsidiary of Hook Singapore as an unsecured creditor. So we were unsecured creditors of an unsecured creditor. We started reaching out to the Hook executives, to Singtel, and just emailing and trying to get some response. Also, then, nobody was answering. They, actually, they, they take like one, two weeks to answer. The, but the thing is that the yeah. liquidation process is designed to protect the corporate uh, yeah. interest. Yeah. Like, like, they'll just tell you, I can't say anything, you know, it's up to the liquidators. I don't know where your rights are, it's up to the liquidators, you know, where, where that's all we can tell you. Right. So essentially, you are basically hitting a wall anytime you try to find out anything. In fact, mm. we had to hire our own lawyers in Mauritius. Oh, we had to, <laughs> because Mauritius and Singapore, for whatever reason, they don't recognize uh, each other's like uh, documents and right. stuff. Right. So we had to like bring it to a lawyer, get it certified, all that. DHL that, that shit to Mauritius get the Mauritian lawyer to file for us in courts just to say that we are owed money yeah. that's all you know like and this was during circuit breaker when like yeah. you know you could even go, go around that easily like, the, doc- the document is literally called a proof of debt yeah. which says that okay so and so owes us how much money so yeah. we had to pay a thousand two hundred US dollars to legally certify that document that says this company owes us two hundred and five thousand dollars, yeah. and you circuit and you by owe- doing that you owe them one thousand three hundred dollars. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm sure you have like someone that works on the hook team that you know you were at least in daily correspondence with because yeah. you all were discussing the project Correct. and like you yeah. know someone that you probably need to report to or counterpart over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, what go. happened to that person? So from what we heard was uh, Friday 27th March 1.30 the press release came out right 11am there was a town hall in Hook where they announced the liquidation to the employees to the employees So actually when they met you the day before they also didn't they know themselves They didn't know so, yeah. so that's why like the executives we work with to their credit they were great they were great executives to work with uh. but they also found out on the day itself mm. and they lost their job yeah. yeah, they lost their jobs. They lost their yeah. job. It's yeah. weird how nobody in the company understand the help of the business, huh? That they were yeah. trying to commission a season two the day before. Y- huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what gave us a lot of questions, like, like how, how does this, what, what happened? Uh, even now, like, obviously, there, there wouldn't have been any answers since then. Uh, I mean, we did get some email re- uh, replies, uh, but basically, like what Terence said, they will always point us to the liquidators, like who are the lawyers, right? And we even got one person tell us, okay, if you have outstanding debt to your freelancers, why don't you liquidate your own company to write off your debt? La? So you don't pay them. La, basically. So basically do a hook. La. Yeah. <laughs> but then leave all your debtors. In, yeah, that's in, right. yeah. They were like, how does that make sense? And and there were so many conversations we had and it was really like being tossed around by a hot potato. Like a hot potato. La. And over the course of two years, we would talk to this person for three months, then find out, oh, their last day of uh, is two weeks later. Then yeah. we get passed around. La. Because we were so into the TV thing, we kind of dropped doing anything on YouTube or social oh, media for okay. like yeah, good yeah. Six, yeah, six months. So we, we weren't, you know, looking for clients. We weren't even producing anything really yeah. on YouTube. But we were like, okay, let's put our eggs in this basket and see how, how it goes. La. So, uh, yeah, it was a very tough one. But, but I mean, for us, it's like, you have to pay the freelancers you work with. Like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, mm. It was like, die, die, whatever. We That's one thing that we have to do because we know in Singapore already how tough it is for freelancers to do it. And yeah. 
the last thing that we want to do ever is to f- over the freelancers. Mm. Like. It's, mm. it's really not our thing. Uh. Yeah. Like speaking of like the legal stuff and speaking to lawyers, so mm. I think you guys mentioned as well, like the, the IP was owned by Hope given mm. that it was part of the contest. Mm. Um, but after these three years of waiting for the money to come in, you guys have decided to like go ahead and publish yeah. the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any legal risks that you guys? I think got lah. Um, but I mean, when we got lah, got We did understand the risk, but the thing is, hook as an entity doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. We even try to buy back our IP. Mm. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We reached out to the liquidators and said, okay, if you want to buy back, because we heard some people want to buy it, they, did, they didn't buy the whole slate. What is the process for us to buy it back? Like? And they replied saying, oh, let us know what, what IP you want to buy back. We consolidated everything. Then we didn't hear from them. For then months. We, yeah, for months. Then we emailed, uh, can we get an update? And that's why we never went public the whole time. Like. Mm. Because we said, okay, well, once we go public, then all bridges are burned. Like. Yep. Yeah. So it was only last year when we were thinking we want to buy back also got no choice. We have exhausted every possibility. So now if they come after us, I mean, our, I mean, who knows, maybe next year we'll be having this podcast in, from jail. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. That'll be a great podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but not just but, the legality. Like, right? yeah. I think it's like for three years, imagine all these OG YouTubers that we grew up with, we worked with, you know, yeah. Muna, Noah Yap, all these mm. people, Kate. Uh, you know, we had such a great time together. I think the shittiest part of it was like that all these people poured their heart and soul into it. You know, they put we put favors, they gave us good rates and things like that. But we can't even like have them see what what they actually did. Uh. So mm. for us, it was like you know what? Uh, even if we just put it out just as like a portfolio piece, just to show, hey, this was done, and this is what the result was. Uh, we're not monetizing. We're not making money from it. Mm. It's our portfolio like We did this lah, you know, and the actors all did this. Everyone just appreciate what it was, you know. It represented the coming together of a group of people at a point in time, 2019, pre-COVID, you know, like all these crazy things going on, mm. and that's just what we produce lah. So please enjoy lah. Thankfully, since then we learned a shit ton about running a business. Uh, lawyers, yeah, <laughs> about law. Uh, don't put all your eggs into yeah. one side of your business and neglect everything else. Yeah. Uh, the good thing was during COVID when we couldn't make videos and TV shows uh, we started our podcast yeah. mm. uh, and that has become his own thing now then yeah so then we had a, we did a few TV shows since then when the article came out uh, this week quite a few people messaged me thinking that it just happened uh, so thankfully like we, we are, we're doing okay but just we didn't want to let the story die yeah. uh, we didn't want to let the story die because if anyone can just un- hear the story and realize oh these are some things maybe to think about. Then for us, that's what that's what matters and getting the show out. Lah. So you also talked about um y'all y'all were thinking about maybe y'all don't want to be sure of funny anymore. Yeah. Mm. Almost wind down. What changed? Uh so and I what, what was that conversation like also? Like who was the one that be like, mm. bruh? Uh I can't remember who. Uh, but I think I remember a few calls, one specific call. Because I did leave the industry for a while. Right. Uh, I went to some tech incubator to just see like okay like what 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 
can I learn from media and infuse with like tech and stuff like that? So uh, the call to tell him like that, dude, uh, I, I I need to do something lah. You know, right. we still carried on pitching because uh, there were outlets to pitch lah. It was a gradual thing. Uh, I left the industry. We still carried on doing the podcast, but what changed is that we got one of those pitches lah, mm. uh, and we made a, a web series end of 2020. Mm. Uh, we also noy up and and uh, we assemble a team. It was a Mandarin web series. Mm. Um, yeah, Mandarin yeah. web series. <laughs> we're like, okay, <laughs> we'll do it, man. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, we did a Mandarin web series and then we did a Tamil TV series. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. So we're like, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, Ken. Maybe if we take a break on English lah for now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So slowly we go from there. <laughs> That's then. Why The language, like. yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, and I mean, the podcast was was growing and felt like I think both of us feel very strongly about the industry also, and we we're like, okay, lah, like, we can get this and slowly just build from there. Mm. Uh, and and I, I think like like um, one thing about the industry I've noticed also is if most people in media are in it because there's a certain level of passion, right? Mm. Uh, so that's good, and you see. Most people, la, most people, la. like there's a bit, like maybe even a, a bit, little bit, a little bit, because yeah. there are so many reasons why you shouldn't be in media, right? Yeah. There are so many uh, reasons. That's true. It's yeah, true. but if you're still in maybe it, I means do that. Have a yeah, maybe deep down, la, deep down, yeah, deep, deep down, down, deep down. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, then, like, I mean, I will, I still really enjoy the process of making creative stuff, lah. You know, like even this podcast, right? Yeah. Five people coming together, just shooting the shit, talking cock. Uh, it's it's nice, lah. It, it's it's good because we are creating stuff, lah. So and working with people and and I do strongly feel that there's so much talent in Singapore. There's so many stories to tell, and somehow we gotta just keep pushing at it, lah. Now we are we are at a better place. Uh, still still uh, got consequences from that whole hook liquidation, but okay, lah. At least now we have diversified our business a bit. We are working on a TV show. We got our podcast. We got a audio service called Folklory. And nice. just trying to do more, lah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you all, I mean, you all don't feel that that kind of like um, lethargy, like, man. No, man. Oh, lethargy <laughs> industry, you know, a lot of the same issues keep popping up every year. The same, you know, whether it's like about the, the budgets mm-hmm. or you know the people that that you do. Don't you all feel like that? Yeah. Sense of like, do we, uh, we, our business is, is digital media, mm. and there's also creative mm. agency. Mm. Yeah. So we picked two of the the worst lah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was the saying, slowest paying with, with a client and with, with a friend, another another founder, and she was saying, "Do you know that our industry is the only industry mm. that you walk in like supermarket? You walk in, mm. you take all the apple, you take a bite, yeah. and then you're like, okay, I want to buy this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Right. Our only only true, our right. industry is like that. <laughs> yeah. You make the whole bloody fish deck. Yeah. Give the entire idea already. Yeah. Then they be like, yeah, okay, okay, thanks, 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 thanks. Yeah. What go with that guy? It's cheaper. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah, and and this is the two that I've chose to give up my life. <laughs> nice, nice yeah. that we have all kind of chose to. <laughs> Can I join the support group? We but, meet weekly on Thursdays. You always have free Zoom morning of five. But but you all ever get to that point where it's like, you know, it's a decision between just throwing in the towel and continuing to do this lah, and and. But what pushed you to continue rather than just join? Crazy rich agents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think with a little bit of luck also, um, mm. somehow we we're still around, lah. Mm. You know, and like lucky. every time, I I don't think we've been ever in a situation where it was dire. But like mm. ever, there was a time where it goes, oh shit! Actually, the the projections maybe look a bit iffy. Mm. We've been quite lucky, and, and things do happen mm. in some way. Mm. So, we are very blessed by a lot of benefactors. 
mm. in in the employees that come in, in the mm. partners that choose to work with us, in investors, in clients. Yeah, mm. we are really, really very blessed by all our benefactors. Mm. But you, you, you sort of create that luck for yourself. Sure, so, right? that's what I mean. Tell me. You, you, you bust your ass, you work hard, everything. Make yeah. sure that you're in the right place, right time. But also, there's a lot of people that bust their ass and don't get lucky, lah. That is true. Yeah. True, that is true, true, true. Like you guys true. also work really high. Over, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is like they come in and then we 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 make the whole dish for them already. They took a bite yeah. and then they just grab the no, whole plate. No, they sold it already. Yeah, yeah. They wrote the menu and, and they started selling. You want to buy my rice bag? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 want to buy my rice bag? No, no, no. You have dinner. Did you go to the government? Uh, we reached out to IMDA. Mm. Uh, multiple times and the one thing we got back was that it was a commercial decision by Singtel so they can't do anything. To, to be fair also, MDA is the media development authority. Like, yeah. right? They don't arbitrate uh, yeah. like, this kind of disputes and it's a commercial dispute. Um, yeah, so for us it was like, okay, I mean, you you can't bark up the tree if, it's, if really it's not the right tree to bark up. Huh? Yeah. Okay. That's why it's, it's it, it was it was very tricky because like you want to say that oh how can you not but at the same time uh, during COVID IMDA did dedicate that amount of money for new shows lah. Mm. One of which is something that we pitched for and we got at the end of the year. I see. Right. You know okay. so so but then it just made us think like oh so the way everything's structured it that you can have noble intentions but it's so easy for entities to absolve themselves that we can't do anything yeah. uh, you know it's in the hands of the liquidators it's a commercial decision then then you realise oh this is what the dynamics of like power and all that you hear about uh, are that uh, reality like, reality of things like. mm-hmm. yeah so, so we did go to them we tried multiple times but we couldn't really get anything from them. But but that's why I think that that question is important because yeah. in Singapore we kind of always think, oh, you got problem, you just go and complain to government mm. and then get them to do something. But yeah. But sometimes, you know, that that it's avenue like thanks like actually. <laughs> <laughs> but and those that, guys get built out. Yeah. 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 But but if the avenue is not available, um the very least that you can do as an individual is to try to understand the situation better, talk yeah. to people who have been through it or even just like now that we've put it out on public record what happened to us. Yeah. You know, if there are people going through it, they kind of understand like uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh. Don't, don't kill yourself yet. You know, there's, there's a whole process to it and you can pull yourself out yeah. from that hole that you're in. Uh. Did it get yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mentally, did, did you get did that get dark there? for you guys? Oh, Ooh, yeah. 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 I mean, not not to the, okay, not to that extent but it was, it was tough. Like. It was tough. Uh, because at that point in time like we didn't even know whether we were going to stay in the industry at that point I remember 2020 you people would, weren't even sure what the next few years were going to look like mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it just felt like everything that we had worked for came to a standstill uh. Mm. Uh, but it was also something that we didn't want to just vocalize because everyone was going through a shit time yeah. so there was a lot of just internal kind of like oh, that's true. just sit down and like oh, I don't know about yeah. you but for me like that's why when we did our Yalabad podcast all that, it was a uh, very cathartic just to be able to talk, you know, every other day, talk to someone rather than just being cooped up at home. Uh, then yeah, during during COVID, then we, as we, you know, as we start to have an audience and people responding, then you feel like, okay, like, I've got something to work towards, like, you know, as opposed to just sitting there thinking about, oh, woe is me, this is so yeah. shitty. Yeah. I, for, for us, it was, a, I think it was a, something that actually was very cathartic. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, even like friends and the family who knew and even partners, like my partner was super helpful in just keeping me uh, sane. Like, you know? mm. We weren't married at that point in time, but we were doing the whole COVID relationship kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but you're, yeah. You're mad, huh? No, no, no. We met, we met pre-COVID. <laughs> we met pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, I met pre-COVID. <laughs> okay. That was like, uh, I think that was just after the HBO season we met 
I was like, hey, you don't HBO, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, three years later, <laughs> like, we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, HBO, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that sort of support structures help. But yeah, like, because you cooped up at home also, then you just stare out the window and like, oh, shit, what's going to happen and all that. For, for your, yeah. your talking, I mean, does the talking help you all get through tougher days and all? No, it's made our conversations a lot worse because now we save everything for the podcast. <laughs> so at lunchtime, we don't time, talk. We, we don't talk it's just silent. It's really, like, you don't yeah. save for the camera. Really? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it's made us feel more lonely. Maybe you just talk to other people in the, in the company. So uh, uh, you mean there are times when you're like, hey, I want to tell uh, John something. Then you're like, okay. uh, okay, 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 I tell yeah. someone else. We'll, we'll break it oh, in really? three talking wow. points, send it to the group chat, and then wow. we're just like, we cannot discuss this. The worst part now, right, is that John Paul would just say, code word, code word, okay? It's just this word. You remind me later, okay? And then, end time of film, I'll say, Albatross, and then he'll be like, ah, oh, I can't remember the story. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so, so what, what else are you guys? <laughs> what else do you guys have planned, like in the future, What's near future, next from now? Yeah. Next, yeah. What can we look forward to? I mean, we're still working on long form series. Like now, in development, uh, we have a. Uh, adult animation Ooh. series coming out. <laughs> like porn. Adult team. Adult team. Something like that. Yeah, South Park. Yeah. But, uh, okay, more, dark, more dark comedy. Like, dark dark comedy. comedy. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. But, but again, that one uh, quite far in the future. La. I think the next, uh, at least a year from now. Yes, yeah. Animation. Yeah, animation is... That's a lot of freelancers you guys need to... Yeah. So how have you learned and how have you safeguarded yourself for... What are the payment terms for this, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh. Um, the, the, this uh, this a media cop thing that we're doing. Ah, okay. So I think there's a lot more uh, safeguards in place in terms never of. Say never, yeah, say, <laughs> never, never say never. Never say never. Never say never. Never say never. You're quite single building. They come around and say yalla, but building will always yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but no, the terms are the terms. Yeah, payment terms, all these things. You you generally get much better grasp of everything. Have you got a better grasp of payment? Yeah, and we're working with animation studio as well. And I think we are just making it a point that if we ever can foresee payment issues we raise it first earlier rather than later mm. um, and, and I think so far like that conversation when it happens it's always it's not just immediately shut down so kudos to the executives for that and uh, I mean obviously our podcast we're still you know producing the podcast and and our three times a week therapy for ourselves you know that's our podcast yeah and uh, yeah our audio service Folklory yeah which is basically uh, where we um, help people preserve their family stories as personal podcasts la. Oh, because, yeah, for yeah. us, it's like this experience of podcasting, I think was life-changing for us. We really felt like uh, everyone has a story to tell. Everyone, you know, if you if you have your grandfather or your mother or father, you know, yeah. it's their birthday, let's just sit down with the aunts and talk about your memories of, uh, of you know, granddad yeah. and then record it as a podcast. Mm. Yeah, you can let your grandkids listen to it next time, everything. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, learning to not put all eggs in one basket. Mm. We got long form, we got yeah. podcast. Uh, we're slowly building uh, up our team and just those three main things. La. So the thing is called Folklory. F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y. Yeah. And you can check out the website. Folklory.com. Things are on the up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right. not the end. It's not the end when, yeah, when, they, yeah. when they pull the rug from New beginnings. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, just, just wanted to say kudos to you guys also for doing this. Because mm. I think podcast is still new to Singapore. And I think you guys do a great job of, of making it accessible to the masses. La. So You're the voice for for a lot of uh, young young people in Singapore, yeah. I think. I don't know how to take it. It's just a compliment. It's just a voice. And with that, thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you so much to Harish and Terence from the Mission Funny for joining us. Thanks, guys. Like, share, subscribe. Leave a comment down below. 
something lah. Just something. Anything. I miss Denise. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just, just say, I just, just literally just okay. say, I, I miss Denise. Okay, we'll see you next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. So again, and can swear? Cannot swear. Swear, swear anything. Swear anything. anything uh. Okay. Is there anything we cannot ask, or we can clip it by saying we cannot say this? You can censor it, but we we'll tell you. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you go into like dating history and all that, and that oh. one. Oh. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you just mosaic out, right? Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.